Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have the commanding officer of Naval Base Ventura County, Captain Chris Yonke, as our feature interview. We've got a lot to talk about. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call 805-487-7847. GEICO Local Office. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the program. We've got a great show today. Captain Yonke is in the studio. He's the commanding officer at Naval Base Ventura County. We're going to talk about the economic impact they have on the county, along with how they partner with the greater community. And he's doing a great job, and I think you'll really enjoy our conversation. Also, we have Jessica Morrison in the studio for the nonprofit Spotlight, and she's the executive director of Resource Conservation Partners, We'll be talking with her about the projects they are doing to conserve water, minimize plants that fuel fires. A very timely conversation as we move forward here in Ventura County in the aftermath of the Thomas Fire. This show will go on our podcast directly after it airs. You can check out all of the Big Money in the 805 shows on your phone with a podcast app. Listen while you take the dogs for a walk or listen while you're at the gym or in the car. It's free and on demand. You can go to your podcast app on your phone and search for Big Money in the 805 to subscribe. And now it's time for today's feature interview. We have Captain Chris Yonke in the studio with us today. Captain Yonke assumed the duties as commanding officer of Naval Base Ventura County in March of 2015. He grew up in Burlington, Wisconsin, and in 1991 is when he graduated from the United States Naval Academy. He has an extensive career in the service, and his awards include Defense Meritorious Service Medal, the Navy Meritorious Service Medal, the Air Medal, Navy Commendation Medal, the Iraqi Campaign Medal, and various operational awards. He's married to Trish Vess of Orange Park, Florida. They have two children. Captain Yonke, thank you for being with us in the studio today. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. It's great to be here. Well, let's start with this. The Thomas Fire is such a big deal right now. And how has the Thomas Fire impacted the naval base of Ventura County? And how have you guys been involved with that? Well, the first thing that's impacted us the most from the get-go when it started uh, last week is, a lot of people probably don't know, is that we have our own organic fire department. In fact, uh, Naval Base Ventura County has four stations. And so immediately we do mutual aid with Ventura County and surrounding fire departments, and we were called on to uh, have two crews go out to the fight. We have a brush unit and then a regular truck unit, and they were out there from the beginning of the fire. Wow. It's been such a big deal. I think we're all still thinking about that and reeling from that. Today's show, we want to talk about the Navy base and what that means for Ventura County. And you have an extensive background in your career in the service. And I want to hear about some of that and also what your role is as the commanding officer of the Naval base. Can you share some of those details? Absolutely. And 
One of the things I tell people when they're trying to understand, you know, what's my job? What am I in charge of? What does it really mean? Uh, I kind of equate myself to being a mayor. Now, the good thing is, I joke about, is I don't have to be elected, and I do have term limits, so that's a good thing. I go about three years here, so I've been in the job for a while, as you mentioned, uh, so I'm coming near the end. Uh, But my relationship with the over 80 tenants that we have is really that kind of mayor to a business relationship in the city in the fact that I'm there to support them in whatever mission they need to do. I don't have command over them, but I do supply all the things that they would normally need like in a city fire services, police, security, utilities, facility maintenance, various things like that that help them do their job. And one of the biggest challenges that we have is we do have aging infrastructure, just like all the cities do here in the area, and I think most cities do across the country. So we're, we're constantly trying to keep the basic heartbeat of the base, the power, the water, the sewer, and, and various roads and things like that, up to par for them so that they can do their mission. We have about, like I said, about 80 tenants. Our population kind of hovers just a little bit below 20,000 between the three locations. And a lot of people that, especially those that have been around in the county for a long period of time, will remember that the bases were, had different names and they were kind of separated. Down at Point Magoo, down near the PCH, that was a Naval Air Station. And then up in Winemi, right in the Oxnard and near the harbor, was a construction battalion center, and then San Nicolas Island. Then around 2000, 2004, we combined those bases together and and turned them into Naval Base Ventura County. That was a part of what we call the BRAC process. And a lot of people, it's a base realignment and closure. And this was a realignment. And really it, it economically made things a lot better for the bases. We combined a lot of the support services between the three locations, saved the government a lot of money. I know that BRAC can be kind of a frightening time for people that really depend upon the military in their area. But for us, it was, it was more of an efficiency thing. And because we realigned and did not close, it really made things better. And I think, in my opinion, made the base stronger to stay here a lot longer in the county. Mm. Now, I know, yeah, it's a unique base. I remember when they were going through some of those kind of closure discussions a number of years back. But it's unique that hey, you have the deep water port, you have rail, you have the San Nicolas Island, you have the geography we have here. And mm-hmm. so it really is a special place. And I want to ask you a little bit more about what happens out there. But before we jump into that, you know, with your background, I know you've traveled the world in the service. Can you share with us kind of where you've been and some of the things that you've done in your career? Well, absolutely. You know, everybody makes a joke. Why do you join the Navy to see the world? I did that and also to fly. Uh, so I've been an aviator my entire career. I'm not the front end guy, but I'm in the back uh, running the mission we in the Navy call Naval Flight Officer. And I fly actually in an aircraft that is uh, not on an aircraft carrier. Larger P-3 Orion, which has been flying since the Cuban Missile Crisis. And now we're transitioning to the P-8 Poseidon, which if anyone has flown on a Southwest 737, that's kind of the aircraft that we're going into. Slightly modified, but that's the aircraft. And so along with doing nine deployments, uh, I've gone really pretty much everywhere in both coasts, deployed a lot to Iceland because our primary mission in the PA Poseidon is to track submarines. And so initially when I came in, there was still the Russian threat, kind of have come full circle there. But also we deployed to areas uh, like Okinawa, Japan, uh, keep an eye on the, the Chinese, 
that are out there and also to the Middle East. I've flown a lot there. In fact, a large portion of my career was during Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom, where we kind of had to adapt our mission. So normally we used to fly over the water tracking submarines. When there's no submarines to track, what do you do? You, t- you put a nice, uh, big, powerful camera on there, you fly over Iraq and Afghanistan, and you support the troops that are on the ground doing a thing we call Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance, or ISR. So we did a lot of that. I, like I said, I've done a lot of deployments. I'll give some kudos to my wife, too, because she is a military brat. So I think when we put the two deployments together between her as a kid and uh, us being married, uh, it's quite a long time. She has, uh, I'll just say, a lot of years in the military. (laughs) That's a safe play. Yes. The safe play. So, and that's an interesting thing too, because you both have seen the world. And so relative to the rest of the world, how good is it here in Ventura County? Just, you know, I guess relative to the, you know, just the the way that people live. I mean, is it? Oh, it's excellent. And, and, you know, really, I would say this is that, you know, in a lot of us grow up in the military and we do move around a lot, but where our families are, Um, and they stay back when we're deployed is kind of how it shapes us. And I've done a lot of tours in Florida, also some in Hawaii, and this is really my first, I've been flown through here, but my first tour in California. And and look, I'll be honest, is uh, in the military, you can have some predetermined notions like states like Florida and Virginia and Texas are very supportive military. But I have to say that I have a lot of community involvement here. And it is one of the most military supportive counties that I've ever lived in. Mm. They really do love us here. Uh, they support us in any manner, and they really support the sailors and the families that, that live out in town. So it's been great to live here. Uh, it's great flying weather. And also one of the things with the base that, that a lot of people don't know is we own a lot of the air and sea space offshore. And that is really one of the reasons why I think Naval Base Ventura County is going to be here for a long time mm. to stay because we do – a lot of uh, DOD's testing of weapons out in that area. It's mm-hmm. 36,000 square miles of sea and airspace that's the most instrumented airspace in the world so that we can fire new weapons and they can be tracked, they can be measured, and if need be, they can be self-destructed out there in a safe environment away from right. population. And that's why it's so valuable here. Those are some good details. I appreciate you sharing those. Let's talk about the Naval Base Ventura County and the locations you guys have and, and some of the things that you do out there. I think a lot of people wonder, well, what's going on out there? What types of training and exercises and, and things are they doing? The two main bases, uh, Point Magoo and uh, Port Winemi. When I took over the job, someone told me, you know, it's like a tale of two cities because it's very different in their missions. Down on Magoo is really everything aviation. We have one of the longest runways in the Department of Defense, so we can land any aircraft down there. And also, because of our airspace, we have a lot of unmanned aircraft down there. We just recently, a couple weeks ago, had the Navy's newest unmanned aircraft, the MQ-4C Triton, Mm -hmm. just arrived. It's a very large aircraft, 133-foot wingspan, flies typically at about 60,000 feet and flies for 24 hours at a time on Mm -hmm. a mission. Uh, And it's satellite controlled. So we take pride in ourselves that we actually have this unique airspace where we can operate all this unmanned aircraft. Also, that is our gateway to the sea range down there. So all the people that are running the sea range, uh, loading up the aircraft with weapons and doing all those types of things are sending them off from there. Also, there's a large department full of target drones, uh, subsonic and supersonic, that are shot out there. And and those, in my mind, are the true drones, the things we're trying to shoot down. Mm-hmm. And they go out there as target. Then when you move over to Winemi, 
everything Seabees. And if you don't know what Seabees are, Seabees are the folks in the Navy wearing uniforms that do all the building. Their motto is, we build, we fight. Uh, so they can go construct anything, anywhere. And they were started, they just uh, are finishing up their 75th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So started around the World War II time to fill that gap of doing all the construction that we need in an expeditionary location at time of war. So like runways, piers, utilities, uh, structures, those types of things. They still do it all over the world. And they do a lot of things for our partner countries that are less fortunate. They'll go out there and help them build things. So all the uh, battalions, they call themselves, they have about 600 people in them. We have three of those. So they deploy on a regular basis from going overseas, mostly Japan right now. And then also all their schoolhouses. So it's kind of funny. You'll go over there and see the schoolhouse for the CBs, and you'll see a building get built. Then they'll take it down. And then they'll build it again and take it down. And you're like, why would they do that? To teach them what to do. And they do all types of things, cement forms, yeah. utility poles, houses, things like that. So everything CBs over there. And also we have port. Of course, uh, the Navy would decide to put an aviator in charge of a port. So that's what I'm doing right now. But we have a lot of different uh, ships there of all different types. We even have Army landing craft unit that mm -hmm. are over there. And we have a great partnership with Oxnard Harbor District. Um, they share a couple of wharves on one side, and we have the other side, but we use the same mouth of the harbor. And one of the things, you know, interesting being on this show talking about the economics of it, a while back a, a lease was worked out um, with the commercial port. And a lot of the cars you see in various areas around the county, we lease out many, many acres and make about three and a half million dollars off that mm. lease every year. And it's merely just to park the cars and stage them when they come off the ships and go back on. Now, the great thing about that lease is all of that money comes back to the base for infrastructure projects. Uh, the Navy has been good about that. Usually, you, some lease like that, that, that money just goes into some big Navy pot right. somewhere and you never see it but we get to use it here. What a good public-private partnership. That's fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and then the last piece of Naval Base Ventura County is San Nicolas Island, about 60 miles directly south of Point Magoo. Uh, it's a 1,300-acre island, and it really has an airfield out there. And really, it's because it's in the middle of the sea range, has a lot of instrumentation, radars, and things like that that give us good geometry to that. So those are all the main pieces of the base. It's a lot. It really collaborates, I think, well with everything in the community that we're doing. And, and it is actually, in the county, it's the largest employer in the whole county. What does that equal in terms of maybe job or money or economy for us having the naval base Ventura County here? Well, you know, it's very timely because we just did our uh, latest economic impact assessment and we're coming out to now and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read through the numbers here. We have a, a little over 18,700 jobs directly and indirectly that are associated in the county. And that really equates to about two billion annually that we contribute to the county. You know, we think of it as a great two way street that we have with what we call outside the fence as well as in, inside the fence. And I think they would say the same. Uh, we were just talking earlier, I participate in a lot of the groups in the county, including the Chamber of Commerce, because I want to stay linked in to what's going on in business out in, out in town, we call it. How well is business going? Do they know about the growth that is coming with the base and how well we're anchored here? Because, you know, that gives them, I think, the confidence of, hey, the military's here to stay. And the military primarily 
lives outside the fence. We have about, I told you before, about a population of about 18 to 20,000, but we really only have about 2,000 family housing units. Mm -hmm. So you can quickly do the math and say, hey, you know, most of these folks are looking for homes or buying homes or leasing homes out in the community, which is good for the economy. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a big deal. It's a big impact for us. And so when you, when we talk about that, do you see the base continuing with where it's at as far as that amount of employees or is it potentially going to shrink or stay the same? Where do you see that going in the future? I see a steady growth going on right now. Um, I talked about the Triton, you know, associated with that. Um, just that alone, we have about 230 uh, families that are going to be moving here to the area. Uh, most of them are here already. Um, and like I said, the housing, they're not all going to live on, on base, and so they're going to live outside, so that's good and to the economy. Another thing that's growing, uh, because pretty much every platform in naval aviation in starting, say, about uh, eight years ago, is going through a transition to a new aircraft. And one of those is the E-2 Hawkeye, which is the West Coast home is at Point Magoo. And they're transitioning to the E-2D Hawkeye. And with that transition, each squadron's gonna get an additional airplane and about 50 folks per squadron. So that's about 200 additional personnel that are coming in. So, you know, 200 with that 20,000, it's a small percentage, but I see at least a little steady growth that's going on. The other thing too is we have three warfare centers that are primarily employed by government civilians. So a large majority of our population is government civilians and they are a steady state force here, unlike the military who rotates every two to four years. They're here for a long term, and these are uh, very smart individuals, en engineers, contract specialists, scientists developing the newest technology, and they're here to stay, and they love it. So with the environmental impact assessment that you guys do, is that something you do annually, or how often do you do that? The last one we did was in 2015. And so you can see we're, we're going to wrap this one up probably about, the, we'll get the final data right around 2018, so about every three years or so. And we can ask for it from bigger DOD if we feel like there are changes going on that doesn't really reflect our numbers. But otherwise, we, we've done it about in the three-year time span. And you have some partnerships. Like you mentioned, I was looking at, I think, the last one with regards to just having archaeologists get out to San Nicolas and some of the other partnerships with CSU Channel Islands. Can you speak to a few of those partnerships that you guys have? Well, the environmental one is a huge piece that you talked about. So I did not realize coming into this job how much of a role I would play in making environmental decisions. We have a huge environmental department that's part of our kind of public works, just like the county would have. And what their job is, is to make sure that we can accomplish the mission without having adverse effects to the environment. We have a huge, one of the largest wetland areas on Point Magoo. And in that area, we do some pretty dangerous things. And we don't want to, and we have endangered species that live there. So we make sure to take uh, uh, precautions to do that. We're working a lot together with groups like Nature Conservancy. Mm -hmm. They're doing a lot of uh, research into sea rise. And so what we've done is we've signed agreement with them to make sure that we share data because we have a large coastal region. So they need to, they need to see those types of things to make their, to complete their studies. So they're a, they're a big piece there. Uh, we also work with fish and wildlife 
constantly. They have constant access to the base whenever they need it. Um, we also have them out on the island because we have thousands of marine mammals out on the island that we want to ma make sure to protect their habitat, also protect their mating seasons, things like that, as well as the island fox that's yeah. out there. So those are those are some great environmental partnerships that we have there. In the Naval Base, Ventura County, I think you guys are doing a great job being a partner with the community. How can the community support what you guys are doing and just be supportive of the Naval Base? What ways might we be able to support you? Well, you know, I think one thing that's already ongoing is on the individual level. I know that, uh, you know, when I'm out in town in, in uniform, you know, I get a thank you very much and thank you for your service. And, and doing that, to me, I've got 26 years in the Navy. You don't need to convince me to stay in too much longer. But those young kids, when they hear that, that's good for them and supporting them. Supporting also the families when their their loved ones, their either their mother or father is out on deployment. We have a lot of programs in the schools that look out, especially for these kids that have a mother or father who's out on deployed. So, so supporting that. Also, too, is, uh, you know, Looking out, everybody's got to be fair and equitable, but, uh, you know, looking out for, for housing. We're always in demand for housing, uh, rentals, and there's also a lot of people that want to make this home, this their home. Maybe, uh, maybe not now, but after they retire. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people that buy a home, they go live somewhere else, they lease it out, and they want to come back. So affordable housing is always a, a good thing there. And then, you know, just continuing a lot of the recognition ceremonies that I do, a lot of the Chamber of Commerce, I'll, I'll recognize specifically the Oxnard Chamber, does a military appreciation dinner every year. And, and it, it might not seem like a big deal to get a, a plaque and have them talk, but that is a big deal to the mm -hmm. sailors and the other military members that are here to, to keep them staying here. So I feel the support and we keep up a lot of the things that are going on now. Final question before I let you go. At some point when you come to retirement, where do you think you've been all around the world? Where do you think you're going to retire to, you and your wife? Well, right now, the thing that's driving the decision is I have one more left in high school right now, and uh, she is a junior at Camarillo High School, and I'd like to see her graduate from there. Right now, though, retirement's kind of not on the horizon because my boss is trying to convince me into continuing on. Now, that continuing on may be in the Washington, D.C. area, which which nobody likes to go back to the Death Star, but sometimes you gotta you gotta go do that. But uh, but it's it's been great out here, and I and I know a lot of the other commanding officers that did decide to retire at the end of the tour, they're still here, and they're a great network for me, providing me advice, mentorship, and I know that the opportunity is there. Now I just have to decide if the Navy is going to give me a job to continue on because I got a little bit of time I can squeak out yet. Our guest today was Captain Chris Yonke, Commanding Officer at Naval Base Ventura County. Captain Yonke, thank you so much for your service and your time today. Thank you, Mike, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here's a local group we want you to know about. Nonprofit Spotlight. Today's Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Our guest today is Jessica Morrison, the Executive Director at Resource Conservation Partners. Visit their website at resourceconservationpartners.org. Jessica, thank you for being here today. Hi, Mike. I'm happy to be here. 
So Jessica, what is Resource Conservation Partners? Give us some details about what your organization does. Yes, uh, we are here local in Ventura. We are a mission-driven nonprofit. Uh, we focus on mitigating impacts of climate change in Ventura and protecting our resources, and that includes water specifically and also fire prevention of uh removal of non-native invasive plant species. Both are threatening to those things, water conservation being impacted by non-native invasive species that don't efficiently use water for their growth and are problematic for allowing a natural recharge of groundwater supply. And then also removing non-native plant species that are highly invasive, that are highly flammable. So that is a, another focus for us, um, fuel reduction to, to protect and mitigate some of these impacts of climate change. Well, no, we've seen the Thomas fire come through and it's just hit our hillside so hard. But how do we work smart moving forward? And where do we go from this point moving forward? What's a good approach? My plan is to collaborate. We need to collaborate with the land managers of the, um, some of the other nonprofits in the community, the private landowners themselves, create a strategic uh, partnership to assess and create a strategy for managing clearing of debris and then managing and kind of monitoring the proper revegetation of of plants so that we are getting the appropriate native plant species that will provide us the best benefit to our unique climate in this area. So I, I think... Um, getting the Arunda out of there. Correct. So if it's gone back. now, we need to keep it out. But um, fires create ash, which is nutrient rich, which is great for plant growth. But we also need to make sure that we are not allowing the invasive species to come back to recreate this cycle that we're trying to get out of. How can the community get involved with resource conservation partners and how can they learn more or support your efforts? We most love from the community is um, to know who we are, to look to us, to provide answers to questions and know that we are trying to bring value to the community and we want to be a part of everything so invite us to your um, your event uh, think of us if you have questions um, or if you want verification on on news um, f- um, environmentally related but we're here in this community and we want to support the community as much as we want the community support for our projects our nonprofit spotlight today was Jessica Morrison the executive director at resource conservation Park Partners. Visit their website at resourceconservationpartners.org. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Mike. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805. Two-minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two-minute drill. Brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy, 805-388-5000. In the aftermath of the Thomas Fire, many of us are taking a step back. We're trying to ask ourselves, how can we be more prepared if something like this happens again? Or what do we take? What do we put into the go bag if we're evacuated? Now, many folks that did evacuate didn't have time to really think about this much. As we take a step back and think about how we can be prepared for a disaster in the future, um, we have to look at our financial situation. So that's one of the parts of it. So today I want to just take this two-minute drill, talk about NAPFA. 
And you can visit their website, which is Nash, NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A dot O-R-G. It's the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. Now, they list all of these fee-only financial advisors in your area on this site. And these people are trained to talk with you about insurance, income, cash needs, your investments, taxes, retirement, estate planning. But they'll go over that in detail. And one of the things that they do is take a fiduciary oath to work in your best interest at all times. And they don't, do, they don't get commissioned for any of that. So one of the services that I wanted to share that they offer, many of them, is called the Document Vault. But this is where you can get a password-protected online location to store all of your important documents. You can upload them. They'll be safely stored in your Document Vault. So as you think about how you're prepared for any potential future disaster, consider getting an online document vault and reviewing your insurance policies along the way. If you want some help with getting your financial priorities in order, you can find a fee-only financial advisor at napfa.org. Or feel free to contact me directly. I'd be happy to talk with you. And you can get more information on my website, which is marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave me a message at 805-665-3767. You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. Mailbag, we answer your questions from listeners about money and financial issues. Brought to you by AllocationLink.com, investment management that is low cost and smart. Learn more at AllocationLink.com. Today, our mailbag questions are dedicated to people seeking a remodel or a rebuild. Now, three items you need to know when hiring a contractor. We have a guest expert in the studio, Luke Cleansing, with Sunrise Enterprise and Construction, located here in Ventura, California. They can be reached at 805-947-9114. Luke, thanks for being in the studio today. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having us. Now, first question, we hear that you should check the license of a contractor. And I hear that all the time. I know that's important. But what does that really mean? What are we checking when we check the license? What should people do? You're right. Uh, Simply go online to the Contractor State License Board. That's www.cslb.com. You can type in the license number or the contractor's name, and you can learn a lot from just the simple license check. You can see if the license is active, expired, or revoked, and if the contractor is insured properly, and be able to feel a lot more comfortable with your decision on your contractor that you pick. That's a big deal. So our next question goes with organizing for a remodel or rebuild. Now, we know that it's a good idea to ask for referrals, and a good contractor is going to have some referrals and photos of past work, but what questions should they ask when they're doing their due diligence and vetting those referrals? That's correct, yes. Get the referrals from the contractor. Contact those referrals. Go and see the work if you're able to. Ask that client if the work was completed on time and within budget and ask the customer about their experience with the contractor, the good and bad aspects with their overall performance of that particular contractor. I appreciate that. And our final question, what are other items you might be able to share with people when they're going through a remodel or a rebuild? Well, first you wanna make sure you get three estimates and then trust your instincts. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. The cheapest bid is not always the best. Take your time and make an educated decision because you will probably be working with this person on a daily basis for an extended period of time. 
Our mailbag guest today was Luke Cleansing with Sunrise Enterprise and Construction, located here in Ventura, California. And you can reach their office at 805-947-9114. And if you have a question for the mailbag, you can submit it online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Well, that does it for our show today. Be sure to stick around and listen to a new program, Inside the 805. That's coming right up after this show. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. And a special thanks to Captain Yonke and all the Naval Base Ventura County employees for making an impact here in Ventura County. And big thanks to Jessica Morrison, the Executive Director with Resource Conservation Partners. And if you have a question about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave a message on my answering service, which is 805-665-3767. Have a great week. Join us again next time. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767 or visit him online maranantha.com m-a-r-a-n-a-n-t-h-a.com michael anderson is local and fiduciary no commissions no gimmicks call and leave a message today 805-665-3767